I'm Jim Cameron of Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing in Holly Hill, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, a program that delves into the latest in Volusia's governmental and political issues. Now, this show will include interviews with city and county as well as school board officials, members of our legislative and congressional delegations, and other members in the political community on a variety of topics. But everything will focus on matters that impact Volusia, directly or indirectly. An official groundbreaking ceremony for the new Deland Sunrail Station took place on Monday. This 12-mile extension from the DeBerry Station is a $43 million project, making it Sunrail's 17th stop on a 61-mile corridor. Now, since Sunrail service began in 2014, Florida Department of Transportation has paid all cost. However, County Manager George Rechtenwald told me at the event that Volusia will be responsible for $2 million beginning in June 2024 and approximately $8 million annually thereafter. Now, here are some comments from the speakers at the groundbreaking ceremony on Monday. First, we hear from District 5 Transportation Secretary John Tyler. Sunrail is Central Florida's commuter rail system spanning 49 miles with 16 stations between DeBerry and Point Siena. Adding these 12.2 miles and a new station will extend service from the DeBerry station, providing a new way for Deland residents to rethink your commute and attracting scores of Central Floridians to explore the shops, the restaurants, arts, education, and the attractions that make Deland so special. Next, we hear from Florida Transportation Secretary, Jared Perdue. And you know, for us, transportation is more than just moving cars. Um, it's more even than just moving people and goods. It's about providing as many desirable choices to every individual as we can possibly provide. Uh, because you know what, that has a huge impact on the quality of life, the quality of your community, and the economic growth and job opportunities that exist. And every station that's been built along this corridor so far has seen enormous economic growth. The quality of life, the economy, the job market has just grown leaps and bounds every time a station's been built on this corridor. And I truly believe this will be uh, no exception to that. It's going to really help connect Volusia County and Deland to the rest of the corridor. Next, we hear from Volusia County Chair Jeff Brower. So as some of you probably know, when this was all taking form, I was not excited about Sunrail. And the reason is because the cost per rider is high. But as I study transportation, I look at a road. And from the very first day of American history, when we started building roads, there was one reason we did that. It was to bring wealth into a community. I'm gonna add one other reason. It's to increase 
the quality of your lifestyle. Roads equal freedom. This train will equal freedom. It takes you where you want to go, gets you off the road. You can sit there with your family in a, in a safe way. You can do your work on the way to work in the morning. You can get your car off the road. This, this is a future. It's going to be the future of America. We're starting it here. Southeast is not known for train service. We're going to make it known for train service. So what I did is uh, I said, okay, this train can bring economic development. The city of DeBerry is projecting a billion dollars worth of economic development in their community. And our final speaker is the land mayor, Chris Cloudman. Go back out and try to get our federal funding. And so there's someone I think who needs thanks, um, and that is former Congressman John Micah. His vision for transportation infrastructure in this area led us to where we are today. And now for the news. At its May 17th meeting, Daytona Beach City Commissioners hired Ben Gross as their city attorney. He will begin his new position on June 16 and receive an annual base salary of $227,000. Now, I've known Ben personally for a number of years and know that he'll do a fine job. Congratulations, Ben, and we look forward to working with you. Also, in an effort to bolster rehab projects, City of Daytona Beach has waived building permit fees in the core area of the city. Now this is Ridgewood to Nova, also Mason to Shady Place, that area. And since it began 2021, the program has had 913 residential and commercial repairs, upgrades and beautification projects totaling 14 million dollars. Next, as a means to improve safety, Daytona Beach is spending $630,000 for cameras at 13 strategic locations throughout the city. And Commissioner Ken Strickland hopes these cameras will hopefully deter potential criminal activity late night. And on this same topic, I spoke with Police Chief Jakari Young. So tonight in the commission meeting, we had a discussion about adding cameras uh, throughout the city. And in my opinion, uh, it's an excellent idea because I always come from a place of public safety. So to me, the more the merrier. I think we can go on and on as far as success stories on how we were able to locate suspects in crimes based on uh, the cameras that we have throughout the city right now. So to be able to enhance the cameras that we have or to increase the cameras that we have now, I think we would increase our numbers as far as overall solvability of crime. So to me, it's an excellent thing. It's an excellent idea. Now moving south, city of Port Orange is revamping their Down Under District, situated beneath the Dunlawton Bridge and is part of their Town Center CRA, which includes numerous restaurants and shops. Their plan 
aims to enhance the area's parking infrastructure, pedestrian access, drainage, and aesthetics. A waterfront plaza will be constructed complete with landscaping, new signage, a water taxi dock, and a fishing pier. Funding will come from grants, community partners, businesses, CRA monies, and city funds. The Down Under Master Plan draft will go to the City Council this summer. Next, last Thursday night, Edgewater hosted a community visioning forum on how the city should grow and evolve and about a hundred citizens and city officials attended. Planning consultants from Kimley Horn facilitated the meeting which focused on land development, community spaces, streets based on the current 2008 vision plan and based on what I saw look forward to a western move in building activity as well as additional activity on Park Avenue. Now for updates regarding this project go to www.cityofedgewater.org slash contact and at this meeting I spoke with Mayor DeSalle DePew, who provided these comments. Last night in Edgewater, we were lucky enough to have a visioning session, which included several members of the community and several members of the Chamber of Commerce. I thought it went very well. I thought it was very positive. I thought everyone was looking forward to hopefully having a downtown corridor one day uh, in the Park Avenue district of Edgewater. Um, I think we have a lot of questions to answer. I think a lot of property owners had a lot of questions that still weren't answered last night. And I'd like to do it again before it's presented to council. Um, my family has property on Park Avenue and there was a lot of uh, questions not answered about pre-existing businesses and I'd like to see that addressed before it hits the council. So I'd like to schedule another session event, and uh, I believe that we need one for all of Edgewater. Uh, last night we only discussed uh, Park Avenue, so I'm, hopefully we'll have that again in the future. Next, Volusia's Planning Development Services Division will host five public workshops to explain changes to their future land use element in the county's comprehensive plan. They want your input on how you want to see the county grow. Now, All meetings will be on Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. District 1 will be May 31st, County Administration Building in the land. District 2 will be June 14th, Daytona Beach City Island Library. District 3 will be July the 5th, Volusia County Fairgrounds and the land. District 4 will be June 28th, Ormond Beach Library. District 5 will be June 7th, Deltona Library. And for more information, just email planner Kristen Ray at K 
A-R-A-Y at volusia.org. Next item, Governor DeSantis announced that Florida has the lowest unemployment rate amongst the top 10 largest states in the nation at 2.6%. Now, this was mostly due to the tourism industry. From January to March this year, Florida had 37.9 million visitors, the largest count of visitors ever recorded in a single quarter. And speaking of economic data, Volusia County Economic Development Division hosted their quarterly report breakfast on May the 19th, where Aviation and Economic Resources Director Cyrus Callum reported that Volusia's average annual wage was basically $46,000 compared to Florida's wage at $60,000. Now, as for unemployment rates, Daytona Beach was 3.4%. DeLand and Deltona were 3.1%. Ormond and New Smyrna Beach were 2.7%. And Port Orange was 2.5%. Now, Education and health services was the top employment sector at 45,767 jobs, followed by leisure and hospitality at 35,000 jobs. Now, new commercial construction sectors included warehouse building and residential at 12.6 million, manufacturing at 6.6 million, multifamily at 83.2 million, and leisure and hospitality at 13.9 million. Now, as for construction, there were 62 new commercial building permits totaling $139 million, and 808 new residential construction building permits totaling $278 million. Now, after the event, I got to speak with Cyrus Callum, who had this to say. Okay, so with regard to the economy, the unemployment rate is yep. actually probably the best it's been in quite some time 2.9 percent mm. the number of people that we have in the job market right now is higher than it was prior to the pandemic and so we're doing well in that regard the biggest challenge is employers finding the right people to go into their critical positions and so there's so much competition out there because the 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 superstars that are out there in the workforce are already gainfully employed and so that's the biggest challenge right now and then if you start to look at permits and different things that are going on i think the federal government and the fed their plans to reduce inflation is starting to work Uh, the rising of the interest rates is starting to catch up and inflation numbers are starting to come down 
So hopefully we'll be able to stabilize in the not too distant future to help the economy get out of the modest recession that hasn't necessarily been defined yet, but the modest recession that a lot of economists think that we're in. Next, City of DeLand is seeking advisory board volunteers for their Brownfield Advisory Committee, Citizens Advisory Task Force, their Downtown and Spring Hill CRAs, their Economic Development Committee, their Firefighters and Police Officers Retirement Committees. And for more information, go to www.deland.org. Next item, go to meetings and events. The Central Florida Commuter Rail Commission meets Thursday, May 25th, 2.30 p.m. at the Lynx Administration Building, 455 North Garland Avenue in Orlando. Also next week, Volusia League of Cities dinner will be Thursday, May 25th at the Brennan Center in New Smyrna Beach, where they will honor Daytona Beach Shores Mayor Nancy Miller, Daytona Beach Planner Dennis Mrozak, and Daytona Beach Shores Economic Development Director Nancy Maddox. And you might note Law Enforcement Appreciation Program will take place Thursday, May 25th, 5 p.m. at the Living Faith World Ministries. That's 950 Derbyshire Road in Daytona Beach. They will honor law enforcement agencies and judiciary throughout Volusia and Flagler counties. And for more information, contact Daytona Beach, Daytona Beaches, Larry Edwards at 566-7100. And speaking of law enforcement, from Volusia Sheriff's Facebook page, there was supposed to be another pop-up event called Orlando Invades Daytona last Saturday. However, promoters called off the event after a notice from Sheriff Chitwood saying that their event would be unpermitted and unsanctioned. Because it strains Volusia's law enforcement, medical, firefighter, and beach safety resources, as well as disrupting traffic flow. Now, Chitwood again was ready to use that 2022 legislation where he's allowed to designate a special event zone along A1A to show zero tolerance for all violations. Now, apparently those promoters move their activities to Orlando. Next item, this week's Volusia Business Incubator WOW program will be Military Entrepreneur Talks. And that's going to be this Friday, May the 26th, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. 
at the Belusha Business Incubator, 601 Innovation Way, that's just adjacent to Daytona International Airport. Now, program topics will include business modeling, Web3, and crypto, and how to present to investors and bankers, social media. So come learn how local veterans have applied their military discipline to start and scale a business. Now, panelists, R.J. Casey, Rafael Camano, and Ricardo Garcia will speak on business planning, financial literacy, funding, marketing, market research, and strategic planning. And for more information, contact organizer Connie Garcon. This ought to be a good program, and I'm going. Next item, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has begun dredging sections of Ponce Inlet and Volusia's Intracoastal Waterway. They'll be dredging 24-7 over the next six weeks where it's expected to remove approximately 60,000 cubic yards of material to be located just north of the inlet. Now, boaters are advised to maintain low wake speeds in this vicinity and to follow crew instruction signage to maintain public safety. Next, candidates for the 2024 primary and general elections. Tax collector Will Roberts, Volusia County Chair Don Burnett, Randy Dye, County Council District 2, Matt Reinhart, School Board District 2, Angela Kopnicki, School Board District 4, Merritt Brunker, New Smyrna Beach Mayor Fred Cleveland, Orange City Mayor Kelly Marks, and Robert O'Connor. For Ormond Beach Mayor Susan Persis and Ormond Beach Commission District 3, Barbara Bonarigo and Kristen Deaton. Moving on to the legislature, Florida Senate District 7, Gerald James, Tom Leake, both Republicans, Florida House District 28, Bill Partington, Republican. Florida House District 29, incumbent Webster Barnaby, Republican. Florida House District 30, incumbent Chase Tremont, Republican. Next, a few notable personal items I'd like to mention. Now, Riley Wogeman has taken over as the new Central Florida Regional Director for Senator Marco Rubio. Now this was after our friend Tom Self, who had just begun work last week at 
the Port Authority in Brevard County. We wish you well, Riley, and look forward to working with you. Also, Port Orange Mayor Don Burnett received the 2023 Tourism Champion Award from the New Smyrna Beach Visitors Bureau, as well as being named a 2023 Home Rule Hero by the Florida League of Cities. And in closing, I want to add that President Biden met Monday with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to resume negotiations over raising the nation's 31.7 debt ceiling. And there are signs that Wall Street is, is getting nervous. Well, welcome to the club. I've been nervous for weeks. And over the past few days, there have been some turbulent bargaining table talks between Democrats and Republicans, and more talks are set for the next few days. However, any deal must win House and Senate approval. Now, they have less than 10 days to broker a deal to raise or suspend the debt ceiling before the Treasury runs out of cash to pay for the government bills. Thus, meaning the U.S. government default on its obligations for the first time in history, which potentially spells recession and global financial market chaos. Now, recently, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned that the X date could be June 1st. However, financial firms now believe that the X date could come either June 8th or 9th. And last week, I might add, top GOP negotiator, Representative Garrett Graves, offered a new proposal to slash federal spending by more than $100 billion in the coming fiscal year and also cap agency budgets through the 2020-30 fiscal year and impose tougher immigration enforcement on the U.S.-Mexican border. Stay tuned. Now look for a new podcast episode to be released next week, and the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And a reminder that May 29th is Veterans Day, and I'd like to thank all of our military veterans because they gave their all to keep us safe and secure. So I'm asking that you check the news journal or city or VFW sites for a Veterans Day ceremony next Monday. This is Jim Cameron saying peace, love, and roll tide.